Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. It is July the 19th, 2017. Beautiful hot day outside. People think that summertime starts in May because if you're like any other person in the world who went to school, you uh, got out in May and then you went back to school in August. So you're kind of in that mentality, that that school mentality that, you know, summer starts in May and then summer ends in, in August because we were told all of our lives that, hey, summer vacation begins in May because we're in school. But, you know, when you're out of school and you're not a teacher, you don't work in the education system, you realize that summer starts at the end of June and ends at the end of September. You you do know that, I mean, to be a fact growing up, but you really, really accept that's when summer is, when you're out of school and you're in the real world. And uh, we're dead set in the summer. I mean, it's July, and summer just began. I heard somebody made a comment the other day. They said, oh, summer's almost over. What are you talking about? Summer has just begun. It's July. There's still the rest of this month, all of August, and most of September to go. I had a really good weekend, and it's really nice to have a good weekend where a weekend is full and uh, you got plenty of stuff done. You felt like you did something productive. You did stuff fun and social with your friends and you know, those weekends are really fun when you have them because you don't have them often. You know, sometimes you might have them more often in your life than other times, but, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a really full weekend where I just had a really good weekend, spent it with uh, good friends, and just uh, feel like that I had a full weekend. But went to a Reds game on Friday night with my buddy Chad, and that was a blast to see the Cincinnati Reds. I think that it's always fun to go and watch the Reds. Uh, Baseball is a game that you can go to, you can socialize, eat, drink, have fun, have a conversation, and still not miss anything of the game, you know, because it's a slow game. It's a game that you can watch. It's not a a very fast-paced atmosphere, um, and the Reds do a really good job with their in-game production. They put on a good show, and it was it was a lot of fun. They played the uh, Washington Nationals, and they lost. They actually didn't even score a run. The Reds are pretty bad in general, but you know, as far as the Reds being a team that is fun to watch, they suck. They didn't score a run, but it was still a very fun game. I still had a really good time, and. Uh, You know, it's a little ridiculous of how, when you think about it, how expensive things really are in the stadium. I mean, it really doesn't have to be that expensive. But they make it that expensive. You know, $10 for a beer, $7.50 for nachos and cheese. If you want a large pop, it's $6. It is, I mean, it really is robbery. And if you go to a Reds game, you know, getting a ticket is, is is expensive in itself, but if you just so happen to score some cheap tickets and you get into a Reds game, you know, it's it's affordable. But if you want to do anything in that stadium, you're going to spend a lot of money. I can't imagine having a family and going to a Reds game because if you have a family, you got to buy, let's say you have a wife and two kids. You know, you got to buy your tickets. You know, that if you buy tickets at $50 a piece, that's... Um, 
50 for you, 50 for your wife, 50, 50 for your two kids. It's 200 bucks just for tickets. Okay, the gas that to get you there and the gas home. Um, and then, you know, you know you're going to probably want to buy something in the ballpark. And let's say everybody gets a soft drink and everybody gets a hot dog. Okay, that is right there another $12 a person. So what is that? I'm terrible with math. Let me get my calculator. 12 plus 12 plus 12 plus 12. That's $48 plus 200 for your tickets. Let's say $10 for your gas. Parking, $20 for your parking. Okay, that's $278 to go watch a Cincinnati Reds game with your family. So it is an expensive thing to do. Just yourself, I mean, it depends on how much you want to drink. You know, if you want to go and you want to drink and you want to drink four or five beers, you know, you're going to spend $50 for five beers. It's expensive. Um, I suggest that you eat before the game, sneak in some alcohol if you can, if you want to drink, and then, you know, go into the Reds game and have fun. But buying stuff in the stadium, it's not really worth it. It is a fun place to go, though. I've always enjoyed going to the Reds. I have great memories of watching the Cincinnati Reds ever since I was a kid. My first Reds game, I'll never forget, it was a St. Louis uh, Cardinals-Reds game 2004. I went with my buddy Ryan and his uncle Dale and his dad Herbert. And we all went and stayed in uh, Cincinnati, downtown Cincinnati, stayed in the Marriott, and it became kind of a tradition where we did that every single summer. And, uh, you know, I had a really good time. You know, Ryan Mullins has been on the show before. He's done some sports shows with us. But that became a tradition uh, to go to Cincinnati every single summer and watch the Reds. And I always looked forward to that every single year. Uh, but that was a, t- a tradition that was unfortunately broken because a lot has happened since then, you know, you know, kind of just huh, people got busy. People stopped liking the Reds. But I always try to make it to a Reds game at least once a year. And uh, I went to a Reds game this past weekend, and I'm actually planning on another Reds game this coming weekend. Um, I'm not really for sure who they play. It. I was hoping to go to the Dodgers game, but I don't think that's happening this weekend. But. The Reds, it's, uh, it's always fun to watch them. It is. But also this weekend, I went and visited one of the most fascinating things I've seen in a long time. It was an exact replica of Noah's Ark. It's called the Ark Encounter. And it's a life-size Noah's Ark. And it's in Williamstown, Kentucky, which is in Grant County, right outside of Dry Ridge. And this Ark Encounter, this place, is in like unlike anything I've ever seen. It, if you like museums, if you like architecture, if you enjoy walking around and looking at educational things, this is the place for you, uh, because there's a lot of walking and a lot of reading that is involved in this. I don't necessarily think it's a the Ark itself is a place that kids will like because. It could get boring to them. There's not a lot of uh, lights and uh, explosions and uh, roller coaster rides that kids get on. But 
there are things there that kids can do. Uh, there's there's a, a zoo there, and kids like zoos, right? Um, there's zip lining there. So there are things that are entertaining that a whole family can do, but I really just enjoyed the ark part of it, looking at the ark. And it makes you want to go home, read your Bible, study uh, the Noah's Ark story. And it was pretty cool. They had animals, uh, all the different animals that were on the ark. They had like little fake animals. Um, They had like fake mannequins to kind of make it more realistic around the ark. Uh, But overall, it was a pretty cool experience. I I loved it. Um, Speaking of the zoo, I did go to the zoo for the first time, rode a camel. Uh, his name was Buddha. Rode around on him. That was pretty cool. I felt like I was in Saudi Arabia about to make a deal with uh, people from a foreign land. Uh, felt like I was somebody important riding on a camel because, hey, that's what they do. They ride around on camels over there. But I asked, where does these camels come from? And they said they, they come from Africa, which was something I didn't know. I thought they come from, I don't know, somewhere, some desert. But no, they come from Africa, and the fascinating thing about camels is they don't really get tired easy, they don't get thirsty, they don't get hungry, they do, but it takes them a while before they absolutely need to eat, so it's a good thing to ride around on, and that's why a lot of uh, people ride around on those things overseas. But that was cool. I had a really fun time. So, you know, if you add that arc experience and you add the Reds baseball game, my weekend was pretty full, and I had a really, really good weekend. And I like being able to do things when it's not far away from home. You don't necessarily have to leave your house to have fun. Uh, People have this big idea that you can't have fun around your house. Well, you know, you got to look around, try to find something. Uh, now, which brings me to my next story here. Uh, this happened a long time ago. You guys might have heard about uh, a man by the name of Otto Warmbier. He was a 22-year-old student who was arrested in North Korea after an attempt to steal a propaganda poster in a hotel room or in a hotel in North Korea. Well, he was arrested and was sentenced uh, to... I think almost 15 years of hard labor. And he actually served about 17 months in prison and was sentenced with hard labor. Now, in North Korea, prison is different than what it would be in America. It's not your typical, you're just behind bars. And in North Korea, you're behind bars, but you're also, you know, you're their prisoner. You have to work for them. And when he was sentenced to the hard labor, he had to do hard labor for free. He was their prisoner. And this gentleman was, uh, he definitely made a mistake. He probably didn't know uh, the, uh, the repercussions of something uh, that he, of something so serious that he did. He didn't think it would be that serious. He might have thought, oh, it was a slap on the wrist. If you get caught trying to steal something, you know, you might uh, get a citation. Or you might get a slap on the wrist. No, he actually got sentenced to years and years in prison in North Korea. And everybody thinks that North Korea was using this kid as an example to anyone coming over to North Korea, especially Americans that don't cross them. Or they will take you and put you in prison and there's nothing 
than anybody in America could do. Obama tried to have him pardoned, but it didn't work. Now, since Trump has been in office, he did what Obama couldn't do, and he got the guy released from prison, and he was sent back home, and he was at a Cincinnati hospital, and he was in a coma because he was in bad shape. He was very unhealthy when he got back. And a couple weeks ago, the young man on uh, June the 20th, he died um, around 2.20 p.m. And uh, it was just very, it's very sad. You know, he was a University of Virginia student, and he was very remorseful uh, to what he did. And uh, it was just a very unfortunate situation. And that story is an old story, but I wanted to bring it up because, you know, those of you guys who like traveling, uh, like going out of the country, just do so with caution. You know, I saw another story that over uh, the weekend, a Saudi woman, she uploaded a video of herself on Snapchat, which showed her walking around a historical fort in a village, um, and she was wearing a crop top shirt and a mini skirt and then less than 24 hours after she posted the video the Saudi Arabia's commission for the promotion of virtue and prevention of vice which is basically their police said that it was working with authorities to investigate the video and they arrested her because they basically said that she was disrespecting and violating the teachings of Islam. And she got arrested for it. So there are so many rules and so many different things that are just different than how they are here in the U.S. We just take it for granted that, you know, as Americans, we might not get in trouble or we... It's not a big deal here, so it can't be a big deal over there. Or if I do get caught over here, America will take care of me. That's not true at all. You need to open your eyes. You need to get your head out of the gutter. You don't need to be so naive to thinking that the United States is the only place in the world that exists. It's not. The United States is just a very, very, very small dot on the map. Okay? When you look at the gram scheme of things it's just a small dot and there's a big world out there the rest of the world is not like the US there's different laws there's different regulations there are different rules that apply and you have to follow those rules to wherever you are and people travel to these different countries and don't check in on the laws they don't check to see what's legal what's illegal and something as simple as posting a video on your snapchat could send you straight to prison So please, I beg of you, if you do go out of the country, please do so with caution. Because you could find yourself just like the gentleman from uh, Cincinnati who ended up getting arrested in North Korea. Or you could uh, find yourself like this woman in uh, in Saudi Arabia who got arrested for wearing a crop top. I mean, it's just... Scary, but I've got smart listeners. I'm not saying that, I'm not doubting your intelligence. All I'm saying is just travel with caution, and you don't have to go far to have fun.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Adam Banks with Off the Cuff. Thank you for listening to the show. I'll see you in the next episode.